Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. How many knows we serve a good God? Amen. Amen. I'm not just saying that lightly, but we serve a good God. A good, good God. Amen. My God doesn't expect me to die for him. He died for me. Amen. Amen. I don't have to strap myself up to a bomb to prove how much I love him. Because he strapped himself to a tree to show how much he loved me. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the love of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We worship your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It is such an honor and a privilege. Amen. To stand behind this pulpit. Always an honor to preach the word of God. Amen. Wherever it might be tonight just happens to be my home church. Amen. First Apostolic Church. Amen. Mount Carmel. Amen. So thankful to be here. Amen. Want to give honor tonight to whom honors do. Amen. Give honor tonight to my bishop. Amen. What a wonderful man. If you don't know him, guest. Please shake his hand. If not, he'll probably chase you down because he's that friendly of a man. Amen. He's a good-hearted man who believes the Word. Amen. And he lives what he preaches. Amen. Praise the Lord. Also tonight, I want to give honor amen, to my pastor who's not here on the road. Amen. God is good to him, isn't he? Amen. And also want to give honor tonight amen, to our administrative pastor. Amen. Brother Mason. Amen. Why don't we give all of them a hand clap tonight. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the ministry tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me. I know we're lacking media tonight. Amen. But we're going to go to the book of Acts. Amen. The 21st, 21st chapter. Amen. Amen. We want to also give honor tonight to all of the guests. Amen. Thank you for joining with us tonight. Amen. Such an honor to be in church with a, a group of people that love the Lord. Amen. You wouldn't be here unless you love the Lord. Amen. Amen. Tonight we want to go before the Lord. Amen. I believe He's given us a word tonight and I want to do my best to not mess it up. Amen. Because He has given such a great word. Simple word. Amen. But it's such a revelation. Amen. If you haven't got it yet. Amen. We're going to go to Acts 21, the 10th verse. And it says, And we tarried there many days, and there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, and he bound his own hands and feet, and he said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. And Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be, and when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying the will of the Lord be done. I want to also turn, if you would, to Romans. And we're going to go to the 8th chapter. 
The 32nd verse, very familiar scripture. Amen. It says, And he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up from all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is it God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long, and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We want to try to preach tonight for a little while on the subject persuasion. Amen. Why don't we do this if we all could just lift our hands and go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for all that you've done in this place and all that you're going to do. Lord, I know that I serve our own time, God. And Lord, you're always there every time we need you. Lord, you've never failed me and you've never forsaken me, but you've always been right there when I needed you. So Lord, we pray right now that you would open our hearts and open our ears. Let us to hear and understand your word more freely, God, than we ever have. Lord, give us a revelation knowledge of who you are and who we are in you. Lord, speak to us tonight, and God, let us somehow to leave this place changed, completely surrendered unto you, God, completely, Lord, changed. In your name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And the church said amen. Amen. You can be seated in the house tonight. Amen. Everywhere you look today, people, companies, commercials, advertisements, stores, salesmen, Teachers, negotiators, investors, doctors, attorneys, uh, all different types of lawyers. Amen. They're trying their best to persuade you into something. Amen. They're trying their best to, per, to persuade you either into buying a product or into uh, uh, doing some type of action or, or to some type of monetary gain of a sale. Amen. On the contrary to what others would have you to believe, the best thing of the word about this word of God is not the blessings. Right. It's not just the blessings, though some would make that just a doctrine all in itself. This word is about blessing what God wants to give you and what he wants to bless you with. And, and, and they think that that is all this thing is about. They would try to persuade you that there's nothing other than just the blessings of God. Yeah. Amen. People everywhere are making a living off of people amen, because of their power of yeah. persuasion. Oh, yeah. There's books Amen. Uh, books great declaring uh, of any new thing. Amen. They're not saying anything very brand new, but things that have been said over and over again. Amen. They're trying to persuade you to buy something that they would have. Maybe the 10 steps of being a Christian or, or, or the 12 days of, uh, of coming into prosperity or the 21 days of living uh, and spiritual awakening. Amen. They're trying their best to, to make something out of this word that it might not be. Amen. But I want you to know tonight God has given me something so simple. Something so simple that I've overlooked it for years and years. 
Amen. I want to pose to you uh, what really matters tonight when all of the lights go off, when all of the, the music stops and we don't have anyone singing in a microphone and, and maybe the air conditioning unit stops and we make our way out the doors and find our way to work in the morning. I want to know tonight, are you persuaded? And man, are you absolutely persuaded tonight who you serve? Amen. Are you really persuaded? Do you really know and understand that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God? Not height, nor depth, nor principalities or powers. There's no angels. There's nothing in high places that can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Are you really persuaded tonight? Amen. Are you really, really persuaded? I mean, you see, I can stand here today and reply, uh, not just because of, uh, of what I was taught. I mean, I, I, I'm not just here because uh, I, I think this is just a good place to be on Sunday nights. And, and I just didn't go to Sunday school just because I was told to go. And, and I don't dress this way just because my pastor preaches that. And, and I don't not go to places just because that's the standard and that's the obligation of, of being part of an assembly. But the reason that I'm here tonight is because I know where I stand in the Lord. And I'm persuaded deep down inside of my heart that no matter come what may doesn't matter the trial the situation the troubles the tribulation everything in the whole wide world can start to go wrong tomorrow but I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt this boy right here is going to serve the Lord I might lose my job tomorrow, but I'm going to serve the Lord. My truck may break down before I, I get home, and, and I may almost freeze to death in this winter cold outside, but come what may, I believe in the Word of God, and I'm standing on the truth of Jesus, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am persuaded that I got Jesus on the inside of me, and He knows my name, and I know His name, and He's always taken care of me, and He's never let me down. He's never forsaken me, but He's always been right there with me every time I would need Him. Are you persuaded tonight? Do you know exactly who it is that you serve? Do you know exactly what you believe? Many people don't even know really what they believe anymore. Amen. I, I, I've done my best to be a witness. Amen. Everywhere that I go, and I've talked to hundreds of people. Amen. Who 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 claim they they believe in in a, in a Trinity, and you get to talking to them, and they really believe the oneness of God. People everywhere really don't know what they believe. Amen. But unless you are persuaded, unless you are convinced, unless you know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, you're not going to make it. You're not going to live and, and grow spiritually if you don't know inside of your heart that you are persuaded. It doesn't take some 12-step program or uh, it doesn't take just a, a pretty message in order for me to live for God. Amen. I'm sorry, but I, I, I love everyone here, but I'm not here for you tonight. Amen. I didn't come just because I love the music, and I do love the music. I think we got some of the best musicians here, the best singers. Amen. I believe God has really blessed this place, but I don't come just for the music. Amen. I come because I love the Lord. I know that if I fall, one thing I know in my short life, if I fall, not when I fall, because I know that I'm going to fall, 
Amen. But when I fall, I shall arise. Amen. Because greater is he. Oh, come on. I wish you could understand what I'm saying. Amen. My, my greatest, uh, most favorite preacher can backslide tomorrow. Lord forbid. And my favorite pulpiteer would ever stray away from the word of God. Amen. The church could go down to single digit numbers. But you know what? Do you know what I know inside my heart? I'm going to be here. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to serve him. And I'm going to love him. And I'm going to devote every part of me to him. Because not only do I know who he is, I know he's deserving of my very, very best. Hallelujah. He's worthy of the very, very best. Amen. Let me tell you something tonight. I love the truth. Amen. But this word alone will not... It, it, it will not make you be saved. As much as you want it to, you can memorize every verse and every scripture, and if you don't apply the word of God, this word is just paper. It's just words on a page. Now, now please don't get me wrong. This word is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and this word is powerful. Amen. And knowing the word is powerful. But what makes this word so powerful is the knowing of the word and the application of the word. And you're not going to apply the word if you don't have in your heart that you're persuaded. I've debated with, with many people and I've had them say, well, I just don't see it that way. The word just don't mean that. They're not persuaded. They're not persuaded. Amen. It's being persuaded of the truth. And then when you're persuaded of the truth, the truth sets you free. That's when the truth liberates. That's when the truth explodes. That's when the truth becomes something real in your life. Hallelujah. One of the biggest problems we have in ministry is keeping people persuaded. It's keeping people persuaded. Amen. How many knows the enemy is trying his best to persuade us? Amen. I believe there's, there's two types of Christians. There's those that are persuaded and those that aren't persuaded. Some that come on Sunday mornings because that's just what mama did and that's what grandmother did and, and I'm coming just because that's what it used to be. And they're just persuaded a little bit that, that it's just a good thing. But there's some that come. They don't have parents that have made their way into the house of God. They're persuaded. Amen. Satan done his best to persuade Eve. He knew that if he could persuade her and make her second guess what God would have for them and what God didn't want them to do, that he could have them. And then Jesus come to this earth a little over 2,000 years ago to persuade people that the truth exists. It's the power of persuasion. He's not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Amen, I'm persuaded, so I don't do what... Uh, he asked me to do, I only do what he asked me to do because I'm persuaded. Yeah. Come on yes, sir. Are you persuaded? Amen. The whole foundation of the kingdom of, of God is being persuaded. It hinges on whether or not you're really persuaded. Amen. I still believe that he talks to me. I still believe that God heals and I still believe that God delivers. I still believe that he can do things that have maybe never been done before. 
I believe that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that I could ask and all that I can think according to His power. I believe in the Word of God. I am persuaded. How come I have liberty is because I'm persuaded. I mean, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. You see, I'm going to fail and I'm going to fall. I'm going to make mistakes, but nothing can separate me. Amen. A lot of people want to make a a doctrine of things you can and you can't do. And and some of that is fine and good. And and I understand we need uh, boundaries in our life. And uh, we need to be under an authority of an assembly and of a pastor. Please don't get me wrong with that. But some people want to make uh, doctrines about certain things that you can't do. And and what they want to do is make uh, the works of the flesh something that's more than what it actually is. Amen. They, they think just because their name is on a member ledger at a church that they're going to heaven. And they think maybe just because uh, they, they uh, come up to the front and they confess that Jesus was Lord that they're going to make it to heaven. I wish somehow tonight I could persuade you. Amen. I'm persuaded. If you're persuaded, you're going to walk right. And you're going to talk right. I mean, you're going to live right and you're going to do the word of God. When all this things boils down to, it's going to be whether you love him or not. Amen. Are you really persuaded that God loved you enough to robe himself in flesh and to walk on this earth? Are you really persuaded that that's just not a fairy tale that that Mother Goose may have invented? But are you really persuaded deep down inside your heart that he really came and he really took stripes for your healing and he really took nails in his hand and a spear in his side and thorns on his head? Are you really persuaded tonight? If you get persuaded, you understand that God is worth your very best. If you're persuaded, you know God is worth your worship. You know how to tell those that are persuaded? They're the one praising. They're the ones worshiping. Even when the, uh, when the drums might mess up or, or, or the wrong chord is struck on a guitar, or, or it doesn't matter what might happen. They're the ones still with their hands lifted up because they're not here for that stuff. They're here for the glory of God. They're really persuaded deep down inside their heart that neither life nor death nor angels or principalities or powers. It doesn't matter what tomorrow holds. I am persuaded. He made it so simple. You don't have to know the the square root of pi to go to heaven. You don't have to pass a calculus test. Amen. You don't know, uh, you don't have to be able to quote uh, the most amount of scriptures than anybody else. All you have to do is be persuaded. Do you believe prayer still works? I believe it boils down to this whether you're persuaded, if you believe prayer works, you'll pray. If you don't, you won't. If you believe fasting works, you're going to fast. If you don't believe fasting works, you're not going to fast. If you believe worship gives God glory, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be worshiping the Lord, and you're going to be giving him glory and honor and admiration. But if you don't believe, you're not going to be worshiping the Lord. Man, I'm sorry if that offends you. 
I'm sorry if that rubs you the wrong way. Amen. But if you don't believe in deliverance, if you don't believe that God comes first, you're not going to put him first. If you don't believe this word is alive and well, you're not going to live by the word. Do you believe tonight? Are you really persuaded? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some people can live for God when things are going well. You know when you're like that? They follow revival to revival to revival and, and they live on such a spiritual high that their feet never touches this mortal earth, we would see. And I've seen saints of God go to them for counsel and wonder how. Tell me what to do. I'm going through a struggle. And think because that this person has shouted and this person has, has dressed the part and this person has acted the part, that that's the right counsel. But let me tell you, unless you can be faithful to God, he's not going to be faithful to you. And unless you give to God, he's not going to give to you. And if you don't believe in God, Are you persuaded tonight? I've seen people leave, backslide, fall subject to the world and the things of this world, and I've seen, I've seen them chewed up and spit out. Good people. I've seen the world mess them up real bad because they wouldn't persuade it. They really weren't persuaded. If you don't believe it, Give myself wholeheartedly. He'll bless me and he'll keep me. I'm faithful to him. He's faithful to me. If I work for him. If I work for him. He's going to work for me. I mean, let me tell you something about persuasion. Persuasion is not about feeling. It's not about feeling. It's about persuasion. I mean, I don't think just because it feels good, this is it. I figured it out. I mean, but whether or not I feel the goosebumps in the morning, whether or not I have somebody patting me on the back saying, come on, you can do it tomorrow. You can make it through today. Are you really persuaded? Are you really, really, really persuaded? Do you know why God gave himself? Because <coughs> he was persuaded. You would say, who would persuade God? Himself. Says God counsels with himself. Amen. That, that doesn't even make sense. Well, don't you talk to yourself. Just like your father. Amen. I believe that, uh, that it works like this. And man, when God needs to get something done, the wisdom of God says, this is how it needs to be done. And the, the knowledge of God would say, yes, that's right. This is exactly how it needs to be done. And the love of God would say, yes. And the power of God would say, done. Amen. Yeah, that's the God we serve. We don't serve an impotent God. We don't serve one that sits on the sidelines and wonder what the enemy's going to do. But we serve a God that's King of kings and Lord of lords. <laughs> Amen. You aren't just something wandering around aimlessly to and fro. 
Amen. You're not given without faith because everybody is given the measure of faith. Amen. You're someone God is convinced about. He gave everything he had for you. He gave everything he had for you. Think about that. Think about that. He was convinced enough to know that man was going to fail and to know that he had to establish a law and had to know that it was going to be inconvenient. Think about it. If you were God, you love somebody, would you robe yourself in flesh and die for somebody or would you just come up with another law? That's what I would have done. Aren't you glad I'm not God? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad I'm not God. Hallelujah. Amen. But he's given everything so that you might be saved. Amen. He was persuaded about you. Amen. What you need to do is get persuaded about yourself. You need to get persuaded about yourself. The church exists. Because he knew the gates of hell. Gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He made a church and he was so persuaded, so determined in his mind that he knew the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. Amen. He knew man was able to fail. Amen. He knew man was incapable of, uh, of living a, a perfect life unless he roped himself in flesh and become one. Amen. He knew that we would fail, but he was convinced that he could make a group of people that was going to love him. That one day he was going to marry them and he was going to give them all that he had. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm persuaded. Amen. Some people have tried soul winning and said, you know, that just doesn't work for me. I've given out hundreds of tracks and, and I've knocked hundreds of doors and that just don't seem to work around here. And, and uh, uh, you know, we've done block parties and, man, we've given away bicycles and we've given away money and, and we've done everything we know to do. We've made them welcome when they come into the house of God. Uh, we don't know anything else we can do. Maybe, maybe this is just what God wants for us. And, and when it's time, he'll send us, uh, send us exactly what we can handle. And, and maybe we can uh, maybe get up to 100 in a few years. And, and maybe God will bless that way. So we're just going to uh, sit back and relax and let God do all the work. Yeah, and then, but are you persuaded tonight about soul winning? Let me tell you something. Those that are soul winners that believe in soul winning, they're going to win souls. Those that don't believe that it works and that the works work, they're not going to do it. I'm persuaded that it works. I'm persuaded that it works. How many people do we have in this city that don't know the truth of God, brother? 40% don't even go to church. That's not counting the ones that do go to church that don't know the whole truth. 
Let me tell you something, people. We have it. We have it. This isn't just an opinion, but this is the word of God. And I want to tell you something about apostolics, about Pentecost. Let me tell you something about this assembly. We believe it from the front to the back. Not excluding one, not adding one, not leaving to our own interpretation. But we believe this word of God from front to back. And I want you to know tonight, if you're going to be part of a a great assembly that's going to be caught away one day, you better believe in the word of God. Are you persuaded tonight that this works? Are you really persuaded that if you apply the biblical uh, things that God would have us to do, that you're going to make it to heaven? Hallelujah. 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 Amen, please, if you're still trying to size me up, just, just mark me down as one, one, one of the ladies I knew at a church one time, they said, you're just a little boy who loves God. I want you to know that I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I love the Lord from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Why? Because I am persuaded. I am persuaded that he loves me too. Hallelujah. Man, don't let somebody's unpersuasion. Don't let somebody's unpersuasion or the unpersuasion of others kill your persuasion. Amen. You'll find Paul here. He was at a a temple and this prophet named Agabus made his way. He took his girdle and he bound him up. He said, the man that wears this girdle is going to be delivered by the Jews to the Gentiles. And you know what everybody else there said? Everybody in the church. No, don't do it. Don't go up there, Paul. They've done their very, very best to persuade him. I mean, a lot of times, God's will and your life is not going to be comfortable. Yes. Sometimes it's not going to be comfortable. And a lot of times, more than others, people aren't going to understand God's will for your life like you do. doesn't matter if a prophet walks in himself and declares the will of God in your life. There's a lot of people that are going to say, you don't have to do it that way. That's not necessary. Paul, if you leave and you get bound up, what are we going to do? And they cried, and they moaned, and they begged, and they pleaded. But it says after they found out, they could not persuade him. They could not persuade him. He said, what you don't understand is the will of God is so big in my life. If he wants me to go and be bound, that's fine. I'm even willing to go and die for the kingdom of God. You see, he was persuaded. Amen. Be careful of whose persuasion, amen, you subject yourself to.
Amen. Be careful of who you listen to. Just maybe, just maybe, they're of the wrong persuasion themselves. Amen. I've seen saints so wishy-washy. They follow around every revival. Can I just preach? They live for another goosebump. And they live for another manifestation of the Word of God by the spiritual gifts of tongues and interpretation. And that's great. That's great. And they love to see the laying on of hands and see people healed and people filled with the Holy Ghost. There's nothing wrong with seeing that. But when trouble comes in the morning, Trouble comes in the morning. They don't have a place to go. Speak, Lord. You want spiritual advice, spiritual counseling from somebody who can't stand on their own feet? You're more than welcome to. But let me tell you, you're not going to stand very long. Anytime a trouble comes, you're going to fall. Anytime you get scared of something, fear is going to creep in and set hold in your heart because they're persuaded that nothing, nothing is worth being grounded and rooted. Let me tell you something. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Some of us, God wants to give you Amen, an instant miracle, but people are going to try to persuade you that it's not for you. Amen, some people, sometimes God wants to heal somebody and because of their unbelief, unbelief, they don't receive their healing. Amen, in John 14 and 14, it said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Why is it then that some people make their way to the front and they get prayed for and they leave without being healed? Did we ask in Jesus' name? Did we apply the oil? Did we have the elders lay on the hands? Somewhere, somebody wasn't persuaded. Somewhere, somebody wasn't persuaded. If you really believe this word of God, if you really believe that if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you really, really, really believe deep down inside your heart when you lay your hands on somebody, if they believe, I know that might not go along with maybe some of the more popular teaching. I want to tell you, are you persuaded tonight? How many needs a healing in this place? How many needs a healing? How many wants their healing tonight? Show of hands. How many wants their healing tonight? Not want to leave here, not want, not want to go another day with a hurt and with a problem, but you need healed tonight. Why don't you stand? 
Brother, if I get out of order, you just, you just pull my coattail. If you need a healing, stand. Amen. If you don't need a healing, please, please stay seated. But if you need a healing tonight and you believe, you see, I've seen people come, get prayed for, and all of the time they made their way to the front. They really didn't believe. They were hoping, but they didn't believe. If you believe tonight, I know tonight somebody's going to receive a healing. Not because of me, Lord forbid me, but because I am persuaded. I know who he is. I know the healing ability that he has. Now raise your hand in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, right now, God, Lord, I know you're speaking to your church and you're speaking to me. And Lord, I pray right now, Lord, we don't have to have some uh, dynamic prayer right now. But Lord, I know deep down inside my heart that I've served you and I've seen you healed time and time again. And Lord, these people tonight are needing a healing. And Lord, they don't want just a touch. God, because you're more able than just a touch. God, you're the God of glory right now. Minister to their bodies and heal them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, not because of who we are, but because, God, we're persuaded in your healing ability, God. Lord, I know you took stripes for our healing. Lord, you were beaten and bruised so that we could be healed. And Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I command healing in the body. Lord, I, re I pray right now, Jesus, Lord, with any doubt and fear, Lord, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. It has no place in this assembly. God, minister right now and touch their body. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Now give God praise for what he did. Come on, praise him. If you really believe he blessed you, if you really believe he healed your body, praise him and worship him. Thank him for the miracle he's given. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Power is not the issue. The truth is not the issue. Knowing the truth is the issue. Believing in the power is the issue. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not going to be any greater right now than it was yesterday. And it's not going to grow tomorrow and make today look smaller. God's word is the same. Whether or not you receive your healing is whether or not you believe in the utmost power of the name of Jesus Christ. Are you persuaded tonight? Do you really believe what he says he is? Do you really believe him to be a healer? We ought to be as adamant about people getting healed as we are about people getting saved. Have to be persuaded about the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something else. The gospel when Jesus come down, he preached the gospel. And there wasn't death, burial, and the resurrection yet. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? The gospel of the kingdom was when Mary said, we have no wine. Jesus laid, he said, bring me the water. He turned it to wine. The gospel of the kingdom is when the blind man needed sight. He laid his hands in, in the clay and he spit in the mud and he rubbed it on his eye. That's the gospel of the kingdom. He showed them what the kingdom looked like. 
See, there's no blindness in the kingdom of God. There's no diabetes in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no pain in heaven. So he was showing them what the kingdom and the gospel of the kingdom was. He preached the gospel of the kingdom before there was an Acts 2.38. Gospel is the good news, but there's a difference between knowing how to get in the kingdom and the kingdom of God. Amen, you can be seated tonight. Amen, I'm hurrying, I promise, I'm, I'm hurrying away. Remember the story about John the Baptist? He sent his disciples to Jesus while he was locked in prison. He asked them, he told them to ask Jesus, is he the one? Or shall we look for another? You see, he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He wanted to know while he sat in a prison, is he the one that I foretold about? And he knew. But in his deepest, darkest despair, he needed to be persuaded again. And so Jesus knew there couldn't be a mistake. So you know what he did with his disciples? I believe he reached over to a blind man, picked him up, and healed him. You want to know if I'm the one that is sent by my father? Let me show you something. Give me a lame man. Healed the lame man. Amen. And it says he did the same that same hour. He healed people. He showed them exactly what the kingdom was all about. And it was the preaching of the kingdom of God. So John was persuaded. His disciples were persuaded. Hallelujah. Now greater things shall you do. Greater things shall you do. Jesus commissioned some to heal and raise the dead before he ever raised the dead. Greater things shall you do. Are you persuaded? Hallelujah. In Mark 9, the disciples, they, uh, they tried their best to cast the devil out of a boy uh, when Jesus and uh, Peter and, and James and John were on Mount Transfiguration. And then they come down, and, and after all that they had seen, the wonderful things that they'd seen, uh, Elijah and Moses and, and the glory of God and, and a cloud of God uh, manifesting itself, what glorious sight. But when they come down, there was a group of people, and there was a young boy possessed with a devil. And, and he said, Lord, your disciples done their very best. They couldn't cast him out. Where some of us could really be persuaded about the power and the authority that we have. Not ours, but His. Not our righteousness, but His righteousness. Amen. If God says He'll back you up, He's going to back you up. Amen. Your understanding fights with your persuasion. You see, folks say, I don't, I, I don't know how God is going to heal me. I just can't possibly see how God's going to touch my body. I've been like this for so long. The doctor said there's no way. 
A lot of us don't believe in the healing power of God, but yet we'll believe the report of the doctor in a moment's notice. What persuasion are you of? Hallelujah. Amen. Why do some people get it and others don't? God isn't any bigger today than he was yesterday. The word's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The difference is because some people are persuaded. Man, when you're persuaded, man, when you lay your hands on someone, healing will come. If you're truly persuaded. Man, when you lay your hands on those that are wanting deliverance and desire deliverance, deliverance will come. Amen. Are you really persuaded tonight? Amen. Some come up for prayer without being fully persuaded. If you're full of unbelief, it's because you're not persuaded of the power of God. If you're full of fear, it's because you're not persuaded that God, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you are full of doubt, it's because you are not persuaded that nothing can separate us from the love of God. God anointed two different kings. Same anointing with the same prophet. Faced the same giant. Saul and David. One ran away. Because he didn't think that he could whip the giant. The other one ran too because he knew there was no way he could lose. Same anointing. Both anointed by the same prophet. Use the same horn, no doubt. Same type of oil. Same place of authority. One believed, one was persuaded, one wasn't persuaded. Amen. Stop being afraid of some of the giants that you face. Amen. You shall overcome if you're persuaded. Amen. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper. If you exercise your persuasion, that's when you release God. This Bible can sit here till He comes back. If you don't exercise what's in it. If you don't exercise what's in it. You, you tie God's hands. How many knows that your will can override God's will? Do you know that? It's not his will that any should perish. So everybody's going to heaven. You have to choose. You got to choose. Amen. You have to be persuaded. Amen. Can we stand this evening? I, I know I've went too long. Amen. Uh, musicians, if you would come. Are you persuaded tonight? The children of Israel, numbers, they've been freed from Egypt. It just accomplished the most terrible and the most miraculous thing that had ever happened up to that point. They've seen God send plagues upon a nation. They've seen God take life. They've seen God spare life. They had been freed and that last ditch, ditch effort. Pharaoh was going to take them back, but yet God made a way. 
It went to the sea and it was parted. Waters parted. It walked across on dry land, not muddy, swampy mud, but across on dry land. And they seen the waters come back and destroy the greatest army in the world. They made their way to a mountain and Moses went up and got the law, come down with the law. Sooner they get down, he got down, they were making a calf, a golden calf. They'd been in captivity so long that they completely forgot who God was, weren't persuaded anymore. And it come time for them to take Canaan land. Twelve spies went in. Can anybody name the twelve spies? Can anybody name three spies? Can anybody name two spies? Caleb and Joshua. You see, the other ten, they, they saw the land and they saw the great, how great the land was. And they knew the promise of God. They knew what kind of a land they were looking for. And surely this would be it. But because they went in and they saw giants, they were scared. They didn't think that they could do it. I mean, you got a people that have been walking with a pillar of fire cloud of smoke wow they could see they could see it and they didn't believe they weren't persuaded but Joshua and Caleb were so persuaded when all the multitude went with the ten Caleb and Joshua said I'm persuaded this is it this is it they had to wander 40 more years such a long time a generation of folks died Two, Caleb and Joshua. Joshua took Moses' place. And Caleb, even in his own age, he was able to take a mountain that was full of giants. I don't know anything about warfare, but I know you don't want to go up to face somebody even bigger than you. But he was persuaded. He said, give me my mountain. Uh, He was persuaded. Paul was on trial in Acts 26 because he was preaching Jesus. Paul gave his personal testimony to King Agrippa, King Agrippa. Paul was so adamant about his testimony and uh, he wasn't worried about what others said and what others thought. He, he, He didn't care if it sounded like foolishness. He was riding along and boom, I was struck by a light and I couldn't see. And I heard a light. And I heard a voice come and said, Saul, Paul, Paul, why why dost thou persecute me? Agrippa was asked if he believed, if he believed the prophet. And he said, thou almost persuadest me, almost persuadest me to be a Christian. Paul responded in verse 29. He said, I would to God 
and not only thou, but also all that hear me this day. We're both almost together, all together such as I am, except these bonds. Paul didn't want, he didn't wish bad things on them. He didn't want them to be bound and, and, and put in tethers and put in a prison. Paul just wanted to persuade them. I would have you to be fully persuaded tonight. These altars are open. Maybe you come to the point where you feel like you've gone as far as you could go. And you've put your trust in people. They've let you down. Ever been there? You feel like every time that you get up, something else happens and you fall on your face. Well, I can't promise you that things will always be good. I can't promise you they're always going to be great and smooth and things aren't going to go the way that you want, but I promise you tonight if you're persuaded, Jesus Christ died for you. He shed His blood for you. I can guarantee you if you give your life to Him, if you give your life to Him and you trust Him, He'll trust you with the most precious gift this mortal man could ever get. Man, if you're lacking of the Holy Ghost and you desire something else from the Lord and you you feel like uh, there's something else that God has for me, tonight could be your night. Or if you feel like you just need to talk with the Lord and maybe... Repent, because we all do that. We do that. I do that on a daily basis. And these altars are open. Won't you come? Make your way. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.